Hi, and welcome to the Milk and Coffee Podcast, your coffee break for the ears. My name is Ava, and I want to invite you to slow down, simplify, and explore the art of cozy living with me. This is your invitation to embrace a more nourishing way of being. So grab a cup and get comfortable. I'm so happy you are here. Hey, hey, hello, my beautiful friends. How are you? We finally had our first couple of invigoratingly cold days here in Oklahoma, and I have loved every raindrop and the cooler temperatures so very much. Me and my husband got to sneak away and watch Killers in the movie theater this past weekend, and so I just wanted to use this space to highly recommend this film. I think it's such an important story that truly needs to reach more people. And I thought it is my responsibility as someone living here in Oklahoma today to share this with you here. So go see that movie or read the book, Killers of the Flower Moon, or also read the book, A Pipe for February, which is written from an Osage perspective. Anyways, I hope wherever you are, you have made yourself comfortable with a cozy drink. I just made myself a cappuccino and I added a big dash of cinnamon and a nice heaping of maple butter. And that feels perfect for me right now. I hope you found something that's perfect for you. Today, I want to talk about cozy gift giving and also cozy gift receiving with the Christmas holidays in mind. Now, you may feel this is a little too early to talk about it. But it was very important to me to get this episode out before the madness that is Black Friday here in the U.S. and the madness of consumerism that is about to unfold with it. So I want to start out by saying that I am trying to keep Christmas presents at a minimum for our family. And this has several reasons. The most important one is that I'm so very lucky I have no true lack in my life. I have a warm home. I live in a mostly peaceful society. We are currently in good health and my belly is always full. Wow, right? So much to be grateful for. So there's not really anything I particularly need. Neither do my children. Now, of course, there are things that we want But the beauty of simplicity is to ask oneself, as William Powers writes in his book, and I recommend this book, um, it's called New Slow City. I can have what I want, but can I want what I want? Now, what does this mean? Right? It means I can acquire the things that I want, but can I be sure that it is in fact something I want? And not, let's say, what a marketer wants me to want or an influencer wants me to want. Now think about our children and, you know, in air quotes, trending Christmas presents that parents stand in line for or wait for a release, um, you know, online to make sure they can get their hands on them. Um, I mean, would you say that is something your child really wanted or were these wants more objectively designed that we should be? comfortable with really so there's a lot to ask oneself when it comes to to our wants when it comes to our christmas wishes 
to me, a Christmas wish or a Christmas want is something that either fulfills a very practical need or is something so exquisite. And, and mind you, not necessarily in a monetary expensive way, though it could be depending on the year, but it's, it's something that I would normally maybe not splurge on for myself. You know, this could be like the nicer beeswax candles or, or, or the better, you know, lotion. I don't know. Something that's, that's where I'm hesitant or, you know, often for me, it's actually art because though I love art and I appreciate it so much, it's, it's hard to justify that to myself to buy art. And so I think it was two or three years ago, my husband bought me this beautiful large art print from Sophia Lind from Sweden. And, and I just adore that so much. Anyways, now I'm just rambling. <laughs> In our home, we have many conversations about what we want and why we wish for them. If the wishes make sense or if some wishes can be overlooked or replaced with an activity right? Because the thing is, and I tell this to my children all the time, we can have all the wishes, but not all wishes have to come true. And I'm not saying this lightly. I, but, you know, I know the value of talking to my eight-year-old about, you know, why other kids get so many more presents and that that is not a reflection of, of love but it's simply a reflection of how their family decides to do things. And so I talk very openly to my children about how our family wants to do things and why. So even if she has a hard time seeing the beauty in a more simple Christmas now, I believe she will later. To me, Christmas always meant so much more than, than the presents. It was singing together, discovering the decorated in Lino, or, you know, sitting at home crafting lanterns or doing other crafts. As I got older, you know, it meant meeting my friends for a cup of mulled wine at the Christmas markets or meet up for fondue and game nights. The whole Christmas time for me is just so special. And, and to this day, the next couple of weeks are my favorite weeks of the year. I just really love ending a noisy, busy year with slow weeks full of holiday cheer. And the gifts, to me, they're like a wonderful little part of it, but they're not it, right? Looking back on my own childhood, I do not feel any lack. Yeah, you know, my, my parents also kept it quite simple, to be honest. And we got often a lot of practical things like pajamas and socks and underwear and books. And then we would get like one or two bigger presents. And I remember so many of my presents vividly. Like I, for example, remember the year where I received the Barbie bathroom bedroom set. I don't know if anybody knows it, but you flip the bed around and it was a beautiful tub and you could flip the vanity around to reveal a pretty window with curtains. Still remember that. Um, I also remember the year that I saw the stuffed animal St. Bernard dog it was quite large in a catalog and it was it was quite pricey for a stuffed animal and I hoped for weeks and weeks and weeks that it would be underneath the tree and when it was my heart felt so full and I still remember that exact moment and feeling and the dog's actually still around too and you know if you've listened to this podcast or if you've 
follow me or know me personally. I mean, and that means something. <laughs> so that is the type of feeling that I want my kids to have as well, right? I want them to remember individual presents, individual moments. And I want them to remember these winter months as, as so when it comes to the gift giving in our family, we try to largely stick with this beautiful rule that everybody gets something they want, something they need, something to wear and something to read. So within these four presents, you know, I try to find handmade treasures like I just ordered a, a leather doctor's play case off of Etsy for my daughter because I was on her her wish list. And I also do not feel awkward about gifting my kids used items. Like I found a new without tech simple folk corduroy dress online for just a fraction of the price for my daughter this year. And I also bought used silly Silas tights for the littlest one. My husband and my daughter and I sat down just a few evenings ago, and we do this every year with, and I, I talk in this podcast episode, I want to reference that I talk mostly about her because she's the oldest, so she's the most intentional about, about all these things, right? The, her two-year-old little brother is not quite there yet with his awareness, and then Winter, who has um, autism and, and other things, he's a big part of all of it, but he will not sit down, for example, to craft a wish list by himself. So anyways, uh, a couple nights ago, we sat down with hot chocolate and candlelight and we drew our wishes onto our lists and we also crafted ones for the boys. Like I said, Villa is too small and Winter can't verbalize his wishes, so it's a bit of a guessing game for him. His play also looks different from my other children. But then... On a different night, and we also actually did this, I think, Saturday per my daughter's request, me and Smilla baked some cookies, and then we put the wish lists outside with some of the baked goods and a candle so that the Christmas angels will see them and pick them up. Now, we are a German-American household, so traditions blur quite a bit around here. And I honestly just let my daughter lead the way with her fantasy and her beliefs, and at this point, she's still very determined that an angel comes down to get her wishes. Um, so that's what we're going with. Um, that's not even necessarily how I grew up, um, and definitely not my husband, but that's what she wants to believe, and that's great. And I'm not one to tell her what she can believe and what she cannot believe. And when she asks me, do you think the the angels are really coming and, and getting my wish list, I say, um, wouldn't that be wonderful, right? Or I say, what do you believe? I don't think these are things that we have to uh, say hard yeses and hard noes to at this point. That's the part of the magic in childhood. Anyways, so on Christmas Eve, we will go on a walk. And when we're here in Oklahoma, we go out for a Christmas beer at the pub together. And we will return to the gifts underneath the lit tree. We also don't do stockings the American way, but we do decide for St. Nicholas on December 6th. And we also practice one of my most cherished traditions, which is the Advent calendars. So we have a shared one as a family. 
And each day someone gets to open and find a sweet treat, a small toy, you know, like maybe a bird collar or felting needles or yarn or socks or a little wooden cart or a little book. And that just delights me. And it, it's so fun for me to, to pick these little things. And often I pick them along the way throughout the year or when I travel and see something cute, I'll just pick it up and I'll keep it for the advent calendar. So now that I shared a bit about our gifting traditions, I want to give you the permission to make gifting what you want it to be or what you need it to be. Because the cozy art of gifting is one that has no rules, right? Give to those you feel called to give to. Be as generous as feels good. Do not ever gift from a place of forced politeness. You are the creator of your life and your family's traditions and you can make gift giving something you enjoy because you have aligned it to your values. So maybe that makes you go all out or maybe you decide to keep it simple or environmentally friendly or homemade gifts only. Again, you are invited to create a giving habit that is nourishing because it aligns with your values. When it comes to gifting adult family members or friends and colleagues, remember that we are all adults, right? So some years it may feel nice to someone with a perfect gift that, you know, maybe you found in a store somewhere in July and it was just the perfect thing for this person. And, and other years you may call up your best friends and you say, Hey girls, can we just not get into it this year? I really don't have a mind for it. Or, And then as, as, as mothers, you and your sisters and brothers and friends may decide to only gift the adults or you only gift the children. Or, you know, maybe from a simplicity standpoint, better yet, gift each other time together. In recent years, my mother would gift her three grown daughters and their families tickets to a Christmas show or this Christmas uh, circus, this acrobatic circus that will come to town between the holidays. And that has become a, such a treasured experience. And the years we don't fly home to Germany, we miss it dearly. I remember also that when us girls got older, um, you know, we would do a secret Santa I mean, we called it a little bit different in Germany, but, you know, we would only buy one bigger item, which we decided on a budget together. So everybody kind of has a guideline. And then you only bought one gift for whoever person's name you drew. And I love that. And it led to so many creative presents because we all tried to find the most perfect present for the person we picked. And because we could focus all our energy on just one gift, we actually had the brain space to do so. I remember one year I picked my uh, brother-in-law and this is a person who I just really don't know that intimately. And so I really made it my mission to like to find out about him and, and find things that I thought he would enjoy. And then one year I found these really cheap, I think maybe around 35 euro tickets with Ryanair to fly from Germany to Dublin for some patties the next year. And so I surprised my sister Catherine with that. And that was a Christmas and a vacation that will always be so deeply cherished by the both of us. 
Anyways, what I'm trying to say is you do you. I deal with unwanted gifts and more and more unwanted items coming to my home this time of the year. That is one of the most received questions. That is what that's probably by far the question I that comes into my inbox the most around this time of the year. And here is my very cozy and very simple and kind and honest approach. You open up the conversation. You tell the gift givers, which often are immediate family members, parents, in-laws, aunts, uncles. You tell them what it is that you want. Or better yet, what it is that you value. Tell them that you're trying to live a simpler lifestyle and that you would really appreciate less items coming to your home. Tell them if you value quiet wooden toys over noisy plastic ones, tell them if there are companies you absolutely don't feel good supporting or, or some that you really do feel great about supporting. Tell them if you would rather prefer time spent together over gifts received. Tell them, tell them, tell them. Okay, did you gently communicate your vision for yourself and your family to them? Did you honestly but firmly tell them what your preferences are? Wonderful. You did good. Now understand that it probably didn't matter to them, right? It took me a while as well to realize that there is the art of gift giving and then there is the art of gift receiving. And it's not all about me. And so if you have gently and honestly communicated your wishes, you have done your job. If the giving party ignores your wishes because they would selfishly or generously or most likely a combination of both bring things into your life that you didn't want, then that is on them. Let me give you a gift right now. All right, a, f- a few words from me to you. You can gracefully, gratefully receive an item and not attach these emotions to the item. Here's how I deal with unwanted gifts. I accept the present and I accept the love the effort, the money, and the time it took for the gift giver to get this to me. I see the meaning of this gift and I cherish the gesture and the intent. And then I allow myself to let go of the item because all these positive emotions are not in fact attached to this item. I have communicated my boundaries. If they are overstepped, And when it comes to gift giving, this is a tough one, right? Because it's done ever so lovingly, ever so out of love, it seems, on the surface. So it's kind of hard to be not feeling guilty. But this is what I'm telling you. You can feel the gratitude for the act of the giving and not feel forced to hold on to the gift itself. This has been a revelation to me. The gift givers need to give, and I call it a need because often 
There's just a lot of unprocessed emotions behind it when people buy gifts, even though they know it's what they have been asked not to do. I don't think it's ever done really out of spite. I think there's a lot of other stuff going on. So if the gift giver's need is to gift this to me on them, and my need is to honor my values and my simple minimal home, and that is on me. And in practicality, that looks like receiving with grace grace, and then phasing it out because in the end of the day, I choose my values first. I hope that advice was helpful for you. If you need to talk more about this or would like my guidance with this in any way, please get in touch with me. My contact info will be below in the show notes. And I also want to point out here that over time, I've noticed there's there's also something to be said about really, you know, honestly reacting to the gifts that you receive because you could receive something that you specifically said you didn't want and you can still say thank you, but not pretend you're overly joyous, right? And then when you do get a gift that is surprisingly, amazingly wonderful, then you can truly show that in big gestures because I, I do think in the end of the day, the person giving the gift wants that reaction out of you. And so if you give that at the right time, I think it also gives a message of which gifts will end better. Anyways, I wanted to end this episode really cozy though. And so I wanted to share five very tricky gift ideas that are very simple and very slow indeed. So the first one is honey. So a few years ago, my mama bought all of us um, three girls different jars of local honey. And it was so simple and so special and thoughtful. And, you know, the sweet golden liquid, it's just pure joy. It's the goodness of nature and the hard work and the persistence of the honeybees. And while we can buy cheap honey almost in every supermarket, it is this raw honey from a local beekeeper that I hold very dear. And I bet you there's someone where you live that sells their own honey. And I think gifting honey is such a perfect present. It's consumable. And when I look up at my kitchen shelf in the morning and I see a pretty jar of honey, I think of the friend or that person that gifted it to me. And then oftentimes, wherever you buy your local honey, you can also get homemade beeswax candles, which I just think is another perfect Hugely gift idea. I also think that um, re- really any high quality groceries or consumables that we normally wouldn't splurge on make such good gifts. And, you know, this kind of ties a little bit back into my food episodes, but, you know, good, gently produced and, and organically sourced olive oil. It's not just rich in flavor, but it can be so, so expensive. So especially in the current economy, we might not often buy these superior products for ourselves, even though they give us joy and nourishment daily. And so I think gifting these things is quite luxurious and beautiful. And especially if you know that someone's really into cooking and sharing meals with friends, what a great gift to give. My third suggestion are knitted socks. So if you are a knitter, I hope you you are already pretty busy and you have been busy knitting socks for all your favorite people. But if not, it is probably not too hard to find someone locally or an Etsy that does sell homemade wool socks. And what can I say? Who wouldn't love pretty socks and warm feet, right? 
especially if you're a Blundstone Boots girl or a Birkenstocks girl like me, best gift, wonderful knitted socks. And then of course books, right? So I once read that in Iceland, it is tradition to give books to each other on Christmas Eve, leading to the most books gifted per capita. Now I am not sure this is still going um, strong today, but a book under the Christmas tree makes for many cozy moments the days after Christmas because it's often slower days and we can curl up on the couch and actually read the books that we have received. So I always um, wish for or buy a book for myself. Yes, sometimes I do give myself something. And so a pretty coffee table book, especially a winter-themed one or a new cookbook or a novel that is set in the winter, something that I can sit underneath the lights of the tree and enjoy, that is perfection to me. So this is also where I feel like I should point out that I believe that my own book, Milk and Coffee Years, makes for a great Christmas present. <laughs> you can order it directly through my webpage. And um, if you're interested, please do it soon. I may be unable to fulfill orders past mid-December this year. But, you know, if you can, walk or drive to your local bookstore, support the local shops, have a cup of coffee nearby, enjoy this opportunity to slow down this time of year even if it's just for an hour. And lastly, I think one of the Hugelik's gift ideas is Christmas cards. I know, I know. Traditionally, the card is often just a thing that accompanies the present. However, in the fast world we live in, there's almost nothing more thoughtful than a handwritten note. And a beautifully crafted or well-designed and personalized card is such a wonderful small token of, of appreciation. It shows, I thought of you, I care, or even more important, I want you to be a bigger part of my life next year. So it takes time and effort and honestly, also a decent amount of money to order or make cards. So don't dismiss it as a side, I have a wonderful main. I hope this was helpful to you and gave you some inspirations on gift giving and gift receiving in a cozy manner this holiday season. And if you thought um, it was helpful or even just simply comforting, please share it with three friends today. My Christmas wish is to grow this podcast and my follow along um, Substack newsletter to a sustainable creative practice for me. So share it, comment, rate it, share it some more, recommend it to your friends and your grandmas and sign up to my newsletter for free or if you want to buy me a coffee to keep warm this season and keep this podcast going you can also pick a paid option over on Substack but know that both the free and the paid are very much appreciated and I just hope to have you back on here next week and until then stay warm and hugelik bye thank you so much for being here with me today I hope that this episode left you inspired to seek a slower, more intentional life. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave me a review, let me know where you like to listen to my podcast, or write to me. And most importantly, tell all your friends about Milk and Coffee. For more nourishing lifestyle inspiration, supportive mindset shifts, and all the coziness, follow me on Instagram at ava.maria.smith and subscribe to my Substack called Milk and Coffee. Or go to my webpage, www.avamariasmith.com. I would love to talk more. Remember, slow living is a journey, and I'm here for you. 
Take a deep breath now and seek the beauty of this day. How lucky are we to be alive?